Hey, we're back again with our second video in this series we're calling Lessons from Lepers. And just to get started, we're going to read the same verses we read in the first video, Luke 17, verse 11 through 19. So let's read and make sure we're dialed in. Luke 17, verse 11 says, As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go, your faith has healed you. So in the first video, we tackled verse 11 and 12. And today, for the next few moments, we're just going to peel back some of the layers with verse 13. But before we do that, um, just some context of leprosy during biblical times. If a person contracted leprosy, during biblical times, there were some requirements that they had to fulfill. One was um, they had to cover their mouth with some sort of cloth. They had to um, tear their clothes. They had to keep their hair unkept, uncombed. And any time they were within close proximity of someone who wasn't a leper, they were required to shout out, unclean, unclean all for the purpose of announcing to everyone around, hey, a leper has just entered your midst. It's a shameful, embarrassing thing. But these were the requirements of those who were lepers during biblical times. They were also required to live in isolation outside of the city, the town, the village, where their homes were. Um, if you encountered a leper during biblical times, no doubt you would have encountered them in bunches because they were outcast and then they gathered together and formed their own small communities. They couldn't come within six feet of someone who wasn't a leper. And check this out. If the wind was blowing, they had to stay approximately 150 feet away. It was considered a serious and contagious disease, and in most cases, leprosy was a death sentence. So here we have 10 lepers, and you have Jesus approaching with followers. And these lepers are at least six feet away, and if the wind is blowing, they're approximately 150 feet away. They've been exiled, they have been plucked from their homes, they are outcast, and they have been forced to live in isolation and shame. They're wearing torn clothing, cloths over their mouths, and um, their hair a mess. This is the context. This is the picture of what's going on as Jesus approaches and these ten lepers are within distance. And verse 13 says, And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. The Bible doesn't tell us how long these ten men had 
been in this condition. We don't know their stories. We don't know their backgrounds. But they see Jesus approaching. And it's clear to us in Scripture that somehow they had been exposed to the miraculous wonders of Jesus. We don't know if they had seen them. It doesn't appear to be that way. But at the very least, they had heard about the supernatural abilities of this man called Jesus. And they see him approaching with all of these followers and they begin to shout with what little strength they had because leprosy drained, would drain them of strength and would attack even the vocal cords. And, and no doubt they, they would lead them with this raspy and weak voice, but with all of their might and all of their strength, they would shout out, they shouted out in this case, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, wait a moment. They didn't shout unclean, unclean to announce to Jesus and all of the followers, hold up, stay back. You're in close proximity to a leper. They flipped the script. They didn't shout unclean. They shouted, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. On this day, they were not going to allow anything to interfere with the opportunity in front of them. The opportunity through this man, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ, Jesus. And when I thought about this, the question I, I, I thought about was, I wonder how many times we have allowed interference to disrupt the opportunity to collide with Jesus. Let me ask that question again. How many times have we allowed interference to disrupt our opportunity to collide with Jesus? On that day, these 10 lepers knew that they were within reach of something special from Jesus and there was nothing that was going to stand in their way. What if we took this moment, this lesson, and we replicated it in our own lives? What if every day we made a conscious decision. We made conscious effort to move past anything that would interfere with our moment to collide with Jesus. To move past the distractions, the interference, and seize the opportunity in front of us to encounter an incredible God. You can actually flip over one chapter, and you will find where Jesus encounters a blind man in Jericho. And Jesus is traveling through the city of Jericho. And the blind man hears all of the commotion. He begins to ask what's going on. And the people tell him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And this blind man begins to shout, just like the lepers with, to the top of his lungs. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people try to silence him and tell him to keep his mouth shut and to be quiet. And the Bible says that as they did that, he cried out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he did it so much 
that it got the attention of Jesus and Jesus healed him of his blindness because the blind man disregarded the interference. The, he moved past the, inter, the interference and everything that was trying to distract him from this incredible opportunity that was in front of him. And he said, no, not today. There will be nothing that will interfere with my opportunity to encounter Christ today. And that's exactly what's going on with these 10 lepers. They don't shout unclean, unclean. They say there is a moment, there is an opportunity in front of us to encounter Christ. And there is nothing going to stop us. Not tradition, not rituals, not requirements, not external pressure. There is nothing that is going to keep me from encountering Christ today. Every day we have an opportunity to encounter Jesus. But we may have to get past some interference. And let me wrap up. Let me begin to wrap this, wrap this up by touching on the end of verse 13. It says they, when they shouted, they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They didn't just call out his name, Jesus. They called him Master. They acknowledged his power and his authority. Check this out. In that moment, not only did they elevate their voices, but in that moment, they elevated the position of Christ. They publicly elevated the position of Christ. He was, and he still is today, master. By calling him master and crying out, have mercy on us, they were publicly proclaiming, Jesus, you are in authority. You have authority over our situation, but you also have authority over our lives. You see, it's important that we not only recognize and acknowledge the supreme power and authority of Christ, but it's also important that we acknowledge the authority that he has over our lives. We need to surrender to his authority over, over our lives. When we call him master, we're saying you have authority over our circumstance and our situation, but it doesn't stop there, Jesus. You also have authority over my life and I surrender to whatever it is that you would have me do, whatever it is you want me to do, I surrender to that authority. So here's the, here's the final statement. Here it is. Remember, learn from, learn from the le this lesson from these lepers. Don't allow interference to disrupt your opportunity to collide with Jesus. And remember, when you go to Jesus, you are in the presence of the one who has authority over your situation and your circumstances. But remember to surrender your life to his authority. Don't allow interference to disrupt your opportunity to collide with an incredible God. And remember, when you, are, when you go to Jesus, when you enter into his presence, you're in the presence of an almighty, powerful God that has authority over your situation, over your circumstances. But be ready to surrender to that authority.
Thanks so much for stopping by again and checking out this second video in this Lessons from Leper series. Let me pray um, before we close this down. God, we thank you for who you are. And right now we acknowledge your power and your authority. We know you have authority over every circumstance, every situation. But God, we don't stop short there. Lord, we lift up our voices and we say, we surrender to you and your authority. You have ownership over our lives. There is no better place of safety and peace and comfort and freedom than under your authority and we surrender to that authority. God, help us to have a passion, a desire to proactively enter into your presence and move past anything that would try to interfere or disrupt the opportunities we have every single day to collide with you in such a beautiful, meaningful, life-changing way. And we give you all praise, all honor, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again for stopping by. And hey, if, if these videos are um, a blessing to you in any way, then um, we'd love if you just take a moment and share them with friends, family, strangers, whatever the case may be. Um, and hopefully they'd be a blessing to them as well. God bless you. Have a great week.